Welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast, where we talk about all the books from the TikTok universe and beyond. Today, because we are gearing up to read A War of Two Queens by Jennifer Armentrout. Hills throwing me signs. <laughs> I don't know how to interpret them. Um, so, the war. The war. What did I say? A war. Oh, the war. It's the war. Um, but this is from um, her From Blood and Ash series. So if you're not familiar with this book, probably not the episode to tune into because we're going to cover a lot. There's major spoilers in this. We're going to talk about characters. We're going to go through bloodlines, deities, gods. What the hell is the difference? Because your girl's confused and I've read all of them. Um, and then we're going to get into some juicy juicy debates. Joining, pro-joining, where do you stand on this eternal debate? We got both sides here, although one of us is not. We are overruling one, I think. But you can let us know where you stand out on booktalkmademe underscore pod on Instagram and in TikTok and let us know what your thoughts are on the joining. But we're going to pause that for a minute and kind of get back into a summary because when we first meet these cast of characters, we're talking about book one, which is From Blood and Ash. So the books are, and I realized I didn't even introduce you guys. So, you know, it's it's me, Caitlin. Hello. With Hilda <laughs> and hey Bridget. Guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> what an intro. Set you up beautifully. I'm just so eager to jump into this. So, Hilda, do you want to kick us off with a, a quick little summary of From Blood and Ash? Um, I would love to, but I feel like the resident expert right now is Bridget. That's true. Um, I forgot we established this beforehand. <laughs> this is that pre-recording martini popping back in. Yeah. No, I, I would say I'm not the expert. So if there's anything wrong, don't yell at me. Right. We're, we're <laughs> loosely fact-checking. We've done some research. It's a lot to go over. So the finer points, maybe you're not there. The high-level plot points, we gotcha. But by all means, hit us up in the comments because we'll love to continue those conversations of what's correct and what's not correct. So From Blood and Ash starts off with a storyline of a maiden who lives in the world of Carcedonia. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, cool. Um, She has, she is considered the chosen one by the gods. So she has a lot of restrictions. She's not allowed to read books. She's not allowed to She's a maiden in every way you think she would be yes even in that way as well very sheltered so she gets very adventurous when people aren't looking and she sneaks off into the red pearl what would you guys consider yeah. the red pearl a red pearl is like a bar brothel bar brothel bar brothel, we'll call it brothel? Bra- we're not gonna bar- torture everyone else trying the to figure place that out. where people go to have a good time relax they wear masks to conceal their identity if they would like to, and they just kind of let loose. So while she's there, she runs into a tad bit trouble where her guard, who watches her basically every day and is like a father figure to her, walks in, and she runs and hides away. And a lady, who she's never met before, convinces her to go upstairs into this specific room. I'm just going to pause because I liked that part where this mysterious character just comes in who fully understands the situation at hand and was like, you need to go into this room to meet this person and I will disappear into my mysterious ways. Like she comes in, she's like, we're going to, we're going to talk, we're going to send you here and then she's out. And Poppy kind of gets this feeling. Oh, I don't know if I've ever introduced her name. Her name is Poppy. Um, Her full name is Penelope. Floor. 
Balfour. Um, but her dad had called her Poppy and the name stuck for close friends and family. So we call her Poppy because we're close with her like that. Best friends. She kind of has this feeling that the mysterious woman knows who she is. She's not just another another person um, that's just hidden behind the mask. She kind of gets a little inkling, but she's in a rush. So she runs upstairs, hides in this room. And who does she run into? Bum, bum, bum. The main cast of all our hearts and all our RHs. Reverse harems. If you're hubby, hubby. Literally my favorite book boyfriend in the entire world, Hawk. He is a new guard to her. Well, he becomes her, her guard, right? Well, he's like a new guard from the capital who comes to mm-hmm. work within the district that she lives in. So everyone knows who he is because he's like Mr. Like Mr. He's Hot. the new hottie. He's he is the new hottie, the, the talk of the town. Every single male and female has an appreciation for this man. So you can just imagine how gorgeous he is. And she's in a mask. She's wearing a cloak. He doesn't know it's her. So she assumes. Yeah, well, that part was pretty pretty hot. I don't know you. You can't really see my face. And that was a PG-13 scene. And it was still really hot. So our girl Poppy leaves without... Wait, wait, wait. Keep- Just editorial comment. I feel like, Bridget, you said this before. And I have to agree. JLA who's our other bestie, um, book bestie, book author bestie, is really good at writing hot PG-13 scenes. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Like, I have to agree. I like that we kind of kick it off right away. Like, we're just, we're kicking it off. We're in the Red Pearl. She does that also with another book that later in the prequel series. Well, I guess mm-hmm. not. Can't be later in the prequel series, but you know what I mean. And it, it's just like... You get a little bit intro of each character and they're hot and heavy. Things don't actually go very far, but you're still like your heart's beating. Things are tingling. <laughs> oh boy. We'll call them butterflies. This is taking a turn. This is taking a turn. Okay, so I, well, our girl, Poppy, <clears throat> leaves the Red Pearl, doesn't see this mysterious man again until he's announced hey, he's going to be your personal guard. And guess what? He knew it was her. Cloak and all. So there's a very steamy exchange where he realizes, I know you. And she's like, you know me? She does spend some time trying to figure out if he knew it was her. She's trying to act calm, casual, like this is no big deal. Because remember, no one's supposed to talk to her because she's the maiden. She's not supposed to have any friends. The only people that talk to her is her brother her what would you call that her friend her, her best friend her companion forced friend her it's forced to be a companion friend. who becomes her friend yes tawny is deemed her personal person right. so the only person so no one can to see to. poppy because she's fully fully covered from head to toe Veil at everything except I think Tawny can see her, right? Tawny or can no. see her. I believe her brother can see her. Duke and Duchess of I keep calling it their district, like this of is Macedonia. Um, Hungry Games. It's Duke and Duchess Tierman, which yes. we're gonna get into them. Horrible people, but we we'll gotta get to talk that. about that a little bit. I'm glad. And then, oh, go ahead. And then the king, king and queen of Carcedonia. So, oh, and her guards. When 
she gets new guards they're like you get to see her face this one time and they do it in front of the small little group so she can feel a little bit ashamed because turns out poppy has some scars on her face and her body from being attacked when she was younger but that's also part of the storyline that we'll get into in a little bit so hawk sees her for the first time full face can I, I just take a moment to appreciate the name Hawk? I feel like you have to be very good looking to have that name. You cannot be not very good looking. Like Henry Cavill, a, you're a Hawk. That's yeah. you know what I mean? an excellent observation. So Poppy's new guard, Hawk. He sees her face. Mm-hmm. He sees her scars. And she's very scarred. And at this point in time, we don't necessarily know why, but we know it was traumatic. And we know she's pretty banged up from it. Yes, it's been made comments that half of her face is beautiful, the other half she's a monster because apparently it's scarred really badly. But Hawk, the first time he sees her face in front of the Duke and Duchess basically says both sides are beautiful, which immediately heart melts, right? Mm-hmm. So Now, I do feel like we have to mention it because we don't necessarily have a whole lot of explanation of to what her purpose is as the maiden. She has to be kept very clean. She can't interact with people. She's hidden. She's veiled. But, like, we're not 100% sure other than she's going to be ascended. Now, we have no clue at this point what that means, what the implications are. She doesn't even know. Anyone near her has no idea. And But they've much- been preparing her for this moment right. for and a- her entire lifetime. It seems like she got a special ascension because there are some other people that could be ascended, but hers was extra special. Am I right? Don't forget, though, that Poppy also has some type of gift. How can we forget the gift? She has a gift. We were talking about Hawk this entire time. That's That's why. (laughs) We stuck to the most important plot point, which is our man Hawk. So Poppy has a gift and she can help heal or ease people into the next transition right so i think at the time of this book and the timeline that we're at she is able to ease people as they're moving on to kind of numb their pain or reduce their pain so they don't really feel all of it when they're passing over she's able to sense emotions from around her um, so she That's knows like right. how people feel. And so she's also able to take away some pain. Because she's she mentioned a little bit that psychic. She, yeah. Does she does that with Victor? Like she helps his headaches, I think. Um Victor was her personal bodyguard. And the man who trained her into the battle hardened. I don't want to say battle hardened, but she's very like accomplished. I'm going to go ahead and just say she's a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Poppy's a badass. So. So at this point, we've got Hawk, who is putting the moves on to our girl Poppy. And again, she's not mad because he's smoking hot. Um, But it quickly becomes clear there's sort of something else working behind the scenes. And there's a very steamy under the willow tree moment, which... We will do no justice here. We'll just say, go find it, read it, get to that point. It's a pretty good one. Um, And then very quickly after that, it descends into chaos. Right? Yes. So Poppy's becoming friends with Hawk. 
it's starting to get a little more than friends. He's starting to see her for who she is as a person and not just a maiden. And she's seeing him as the noble guard who doesn't really care what she looks like and actually cares about her and not her title. So the willow tree happens immediately afterwards. Their castle is under attack by what people call the dissenters, which is people who support a different kingdom called Atlantia. And so there turns out there's been rival between these two kingdoms for a very long time. And the king and queen of Carcedonia have basically been telling people the Atlanteans are horrible people. The descenders are the supporters of the Atlanteans. Enemies of the air, beware, basically, yeah. of the situation. And so, because we haven't spoken about the Craven yet. No. And, and we so, haven't talked about the Ascended either. So if you want to walk us through that, too. So there are, so the dissenters are attacking the kingdom and people are always afraid that this would happen. And they also know that there is, I'm going to go ahead and call it like a zombie-like type creature that they call a craven. It really doesn't have any thoughts, emotions. It just mindlessly wanders around and attacks anything that has flesh and blood. If you're in a small village and the craven show up in a gang of like 15 to 20, you've got a problem on your hand. So the citizens of Carcedonia are in constant fear that if you get attacked by a craven, you turn into a craven. So that is an entire different situation or issue. Yes. So a There's lot lots is happening. to fear in Carcedonia, apparently. Yeah. Life's tough because you're ascending. You're not quite sure what that is. They see people who ascended or they don't see people who ascended. There's a whole weird plot point that happens to second and third kiddos basically they go to a temple never to be seen again oh those are actually i think the third sons and daughters so when you have a child in carcedonia your first child you get to keep your second one i think are who get sent to become ascended and then the third sons and daughters are sent to the temples to work with the priestesses at in servitude uh, of the gods i believe that sounds correct it's believable we're gonna move on because it sounds believable yeah i don't I know why i thought it was right. just the thirds no it's the second and the thirds you keep the first the second becomes ascended right but however mm, maybe okay you guys fill us in you know where to find us book talk made me underscore pod let us know what we're not recapping correctly here because i'm sure it's a lot so chaos ascends and Poppy basically gets kidnapped by Hawk, right? Oh, well, well. you see. <laughs> well, now okay. that you went that far. <laughs> well, guys, we got like six books to cover. I know, but let's pause for a moment because something really important happens. She has her moment in the willow tree. Her castle is under attack by the descendants. Everyone was there to celebrate. Was it the ascension? Or some it was sort of the right. The right. Bef- yes, bef- when the the thirds are handed are selected over to the priests and yes, priestesses. to go into their servitude for the gods with the priests and priestesses. So everyone's partying, having a good time. Then the attack happens. Poppy, being the badass that she is, immediately jumps in, 
without her personal guard, because Victor is already trying to handle the situation and fights all these people and tries to save everyone. Unfortunately, this kind of broke everyone's heart. Victor did not make it. He passed away. Sad Victor. I know. I really wanted more of him. I mean, I think he was basically a father separate. figure to her. We needed I mean, to separate them. It's possible yeah. that Victor isn't really dead. Well, based on the on what we think he is, from what they reveal in A Shadow in the Ember, he's been reborn to be a victor okay. for something else. You. I really thought okay. you meant like he was still no, no, alive no. Alive. I think he's dead in this life or Okay. Okay. I thought life. he meant still alive alive. And I'm like, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty graphic how he died, right? Like I don't think there's any coming back from that. So, so he passes away. Poppy's having like goes full chaotic like screw you, screw you, I'm killing you. She kills everyone who has done her wrong, which is like this really pervy guy. Which Major perv. Major, major perv. perv. So. Brandle, the asshole. Yeah. Yes. Who yeah. was best friends with the Duke and the Duke liked to serve out punishment oh. to Poppy. We didn't even talk about that. It's such a huge part of who she is as a character that she survived this trauma from living as the maiden when no one should be touching her, talking to her, looking at her. But don't forget, the Duke in all of this has been killed as well in and a very has graphic been... manner. And correct me if I'm wrong, he was killed by the one and only Hawk. Mr. Yep. Heartthrob he was Hawk. Killed, he was killed by Hawk because Hawk realized that he had been abusing Poppy. Yes. Which Heart more so another for? reason why we like Hawk. Yep. Another, yeah. another check in the pro-Hawk column he's like who hurt you i killed them immediately heartthrob right now there is another plot point that i did kind of graze over in our attempt to speed us up because we got a lot to cover but we do meet a very special instructional book the diary of miss willa collins which yeah how did we brings skip this joy throughout all of them we don't have to go into what it is if you're reading this podcast you kind of know what it is um, it is but- a diary that if JLA is listening, please, please publish it. We would love to know all the dirty details in Miss Willow's yeah. diary. If Castile and Poppy and Hawk love it, let's, well, we would all let's go it. ahead and read we it all. We would all love it. Like, that would be a great little like short novella, maybe a little shorts. Yes. And like, we wouldn't even need the whole thing. We could just get excerpts. Excerpts, exactly. Like, uh, you know, like how they have bonus chapters mm-hmm. at um, A Court of Thrones and Roses, and you kind of get those different character POVs. Like, that's, I feel like after every other book, I could use like a Miss Willa Collins yeah. POV. Excerpts of like her most, you know, gratifying mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and adventurous. Mm-hmm liaisons right yeah so chaos erupts they victor unfortunately is no longer with us hawk comes in as soon as victor dies and he is apologizing to them poppy basically because he wasn't there to save him and she melts down she completely shuts down after she has her killing spree moment and but also like P- poppy you in danger, girl. You got to get out of there. 
Right. It's the warrior heart in her where she just wants to save no one, everyone. No one got the ghost reference? No? Molly? You in Danger Girl? No? All right. Well, we're going to have to do better, judging by okay. these blank stares. I hope you I'm listeners sorry. got that. I'm glad someone – I'm sure someone out there will. It's, you know, it's one of Whoopi's most known lines from Ghost. A meme in itself. Okay, moving on. Poppy has her meltdown, breakdown. She's in bed. Everyone is like, oh, my God. The castle's attack. Maiden's in danger. The chosen one is in danger. We have to get her out now. The decision has been made to send Poppy to the capital where they're, where it's highly guarded and she should be safer with the queen. That's what they all think. So Hawk is in charge of taking Poppy from Castle Tiernan. Is that Tierman. the name of Tiernan? Mm-hmm. To the capital. And nobody's supposed to know she's traveling there. They're going to take Rose, make it quick, a very small guard team. Like, right. I think there's now they're people. leaving the safe walls of the city. Craven are everywhere. Craven be right. Craven. And they, <laughs> they <laughs> want to get you. Craven be Craven, that flesh. <laughs> oh. It works. So, craven be in craven. between the castles and the guarded areas, it's a lot of forest and unknown places, and there's a lot of dangerous situations. So everyone's on high alert. Yeah, there's big rats. Oh, yeah, R-U-S's? Like those- no. What? Have you seen a Princess Bride? The Princess Bride? Yes. Yeah, like sorry, rodents ago. of unusual size? You guys, R-O-U-S's? it's like past my bedtime when we're recording this. <sighs> like, I am not at my grief. A-game. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's almost 1030 at night. I understand. I Same. Yeah, we're only on book one. I know, and it's been 30 minutes. How are we going to get there for? Okay, I'll speed this along. Wait, wait. There's a really hot scene in the forest. That's all you need to know. Right. Again, read that. You read but people, scene. Die. people die on the journey, but hot scene. Highs and lows. So Poppy um, thinks, oh, Hawk is amazing. Hawk is great. Hawk, Hawk, Hawk. And he's been helping her through this trauma. She has nightmares and he helps her go to sleep during this very spicy PG-13 scene, I would call it. And so she's kind of ramping herself up. I saw a face from Caitlin. So I'm I'm guessing she doesn't think it's PG-13. No. (laughs) Okay, PG-18? Well, you you skipped over like that he's helping her go to sleep. Like, okay, that was a loaded, a loaded help. I mean, she was all set relaxed afterwards. There we go. Yes. If we can catch our drift. If not, by all means, buy the book, go read it, or open your book and reread it, and you'll remember exactly what we're talking about. So she thinks he's protecting her. She wants him. This is the point where she's like, if I'm not going to be the maiden anymore, I want to be with Hawk, a.k.a. no longer become the maiden with hawk in adult activities you know what i mean so they come upon this village and they're staying there overnight this is the first time that they're sleeping in rooms from their journey to the capital and one of her guards everyone's getting settled one of her guards from that has known her in the past is starting to think things are suspicious and something's not right where is the ascended that's supposed to be ruling over this little village. Something's not adding up. Meanwhile, Poppy's all like, ooh, hot, 
Hawk. Hello. I said hot hawk. Hot hawk. <laughs> Uh, he is you know, I couldn't, couldn't catch it. All right, reeling it back in. Reeling it back in. So, meanwhile, Poppy is focused on him, and, you know, she is no longer the maiden after their first night there. They have a great time, and he leaves the room and is like, just remember, this is real. So, we're like, of course it's real. We just read it. We know everything you did was real. We get it. Not really understanding what he means. Turns out Hawk is actually kidnapping her to take bum, her. Bum, 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 bum. And he gets Because it. Hawk is an Atlantean. Yes. Hawk is the one so, that they have warned them about. And not just about. any Atlantean. The Dark One, who they call the leader of the Descendants. Descender? Descend- no, not Descendants. Descenters. Descenters. <laughs> this is not a Disney <laughs> podcast. We just hit this lap happy moment of recording late into the night. Apparently. The Descenders, who's the leader of the Descenders. So immediately, Poppy's like, oh my God, what? You're like, she feels the betrayal. We all feel the betrayal because this is the first time we're finding this out with her. Right. So, Castile, mortal enemy of everything she's ever heard of. Oh, we don't even know he's Castile at this moment. Like, we know him, Hawk. Then she finds out he's an Atlantean, a Descender. Then the dark one, and then she's starting to piece it all together, and then she realizes that he's actually the prince of Atlantia named Castile. Yeah, and there's there's so a, some fights, she gets injured. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in, in between, but he has to heal her. Yes, so basically, after she finds out, she goes apeshit on Cass. We're going to call him Tries to stab him. Tries to stab him. His, like, guards or his friends that are there are, like, literally, holy crap, the maiden can throw down. Literally the funniest part. I was like, wow, he really – was that Elijah that said that, I think? One of the dissenters that were living in that village or Atlanteans. I don't know what the perfect name is to call them at this moment. But – she throws down. She feels betrayed. She's like, oh, my God, I just lost my virginity to this dude who's not even who I thought he was. And Lies. big deal for her. Big deal for all of us. So she gets thrown into the prison because she basically attacked the prince um, and stabbed him. Did she stab him yet? No. She's yeah, in the prison. So she So there had been a previous kidnap attempt on Poppy's life. And so she injured that person. I can't remember his name right now. But then he was there again. Um, and so she threatened him. I think she cut Jericho. him up a little bit again. There we go. Jericho. And so he, they put her in a cell because, you know, she's fighty. Um, Are the best mouths so, always fighty? Fighty and stabby. She's kind of sassy. She's kind of sassy and feisty. Um, and so, but then they go and try to kill her. Um, and so she gets really injured. And then that's when Cass goes and saves her yeah. by giving her his blood. Right. Because so Cass he... is an Atlantean. Did we already say that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. 
it, the word was thrown around in there. So he's an Atlantean. Basically, they have fangs. They drink blood. They're able to walk throughout the day, unlike the Ascended. And their blood itself heals mortal wounds. Um, so after she's been injured in this jail because his people attacked her because there's disagreement on what to do with the maiden. Some people are like, kill the maiden. Let's set an example now. Others are like, let's capture her, take her back to Atlantia. Some of them are like, cut off her head and send it to the queen. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's Prince Castile's choice. And his original plan for her was to barter her so he could get his brother back. Because his brother is being held captive by the very the queen. Queen, the king and queen of Carcedonia. Carcedonia. Right. The very people that were protecting Macedonia? the sweet maiden. Is it Macedonia? Carcedonia? Very confused overall about the land situation here. So he gives her the blood. She's waking up. When you take Atlantean's blood, you get a little bit of like a frenzy in you. And I I don't know if this happens every single time or if it was just specifically because she also has feelings for him. She was getting heated in the moment and he's like, no, not now. And then when she comes down from her frenzy high, she's like, betrayer you hurt me. You are the dark one, the prince of Atlantia. You are my sworn enemy. And she takes a knife and she stabs him in the heart, which is a known way to kill Atlanteans. And she bucks it. She doesn't even put on clothes. She just runs straight for the door. The girl's like, I'm out. This is not going to end well. I just stabbed this man, the crown prince, the dark one, the most dangerous man of all of our Carcedonia. And I just stabbed him in the dang heart. You got to rush. You got to book it. Absolutely. The people already wanted her dead before this. Now she just killed their precious prince. She's booking it. She's gone barefoot no in the plan. snow. No plan. Barefoot in, in the, snow. the forest. Bad decisions were made. However, Castile, suddenly she's running in the forest. Boom. He's behind her. He captures her. Um, apparently, he likes things a little frisky and violent. And things turn heated again. Now remind me, how did we he survive that? Because he didn't, you can't she didn't pierce kill, the heart. Well, yes. But you she can't was like a couple them. like an inch beside. But I thought it was that you can't kill Atlanteans by stabbing their heart. You have to like cut off their heads or something. Because I feel like you're or I don't know if you're confusing it with Nikdos and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am. Yeah, maybe you have to cut off their heads. I thought that was no oh for boy. primal gods. So many ways, in order so to many kill killings. one, you have to make them fall in love with you and then pierce their heart. I think or something like that. But <laughs> for Atlanteans, <laughs> Atlanteans, I think you have to do something with the head. You have to aim for the head. Just like I'm sure you're just not thinking of like Twilight, where they just like rip off no. the heads. <laughs> stabbing, stabbing the heart doesn't kill an Atlantean because they have superpowers. It'll hurt them. Yeah, it's not going to feel good. But it's not fatal. Right. So he's like, you wounded me. I'm taking your blood. He takes draws blood from her. They get frisky in the snow. Great scene. Go back and read it. Even if you're just kind of just skimming it, still a great scene. Um, so that happens. And he's like, all right, let's go. Um, so they go back into the inn. And I don't remember if they are... They go get dressed or something. But basically, that we're coming to the end of the book. And he announces 
what he's planning to do with Poppy. And that is marry her and take her back to Atlantia. The most logical. We went from a, I'm your guard. I'm falling in love with you. I'm going to kidnap you. Surprise. I'm not at all who you thought I am. Let's get married. So, of course, Poppy's like, what the actual F? End scene. Moving on to book two. (laughs) End scene. Which brings us to A Kingdom kingdom. of Flesh and Fire. Mm Okay. Okay. Well, this book is a lot quicker because majority of the time they are traveling to Atlantia. Poppy's trying to figure out her feelings for Hawk, now known as Castile. She's now trying known to as differentiate her future husband. Future husband. She is fighting that. The one thing we haven't mentioned are the Wolven. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the Wolven were like these legendary creatures. It's a wolf that turns into a person. So they thought that they were extinct. Um, but no, they're still around and they're actually traveling with a couple of them. Um, and one of the Wolven is Kieran, who is Cass's best friend. Yes. Also his bonded Wolven, meaning that they are bonded and he's there to also protect him. So they are very close. So during this book, Poppy is learning more about Lantia. Who are the bloodlines that make up the kingdom? Everything that she has known is basically a lie because she's also learning that what she thought about her people, Carcedonia, the king and the queen, were completely wrong. The Ascended. Mm-hmm. Right. So she finds out the Ascended are basically stealing these children and draining them of their blood or being created into Ascended without their permission because they were basically idolized before they're considered upper class people. And so slowly her world is falling apart and her emotions all are all, are all over the place. But Does also, she... just side note, her gift seems to be changing a little bit. Yes. Um, and also there's a hot pantry scene. Yes. Thank you. The pantry scene, of course, you know, they're technically more their enemies. You know, she's still trying to decide if she's going to marry him. Not that he's given her much of a choice. So they have decided that they will get married only so he can save his brother from her queen and she can save her brother from her own queen because her brother was taken to be ascended. So that was the pact that they made. And it's supposed to be strictly business. Well, things aren't strictly business when you have emotions flying like that. So she's trying to separate them both. And then she's like, do I love him? Do I not love him? It gets pretty annoying because we're like, we know you love you each other. At one point, the ascended come and they try to capture her back. I think that happens this book. Yes. Yes, they do. It's the, yes. okay. the guy that she thought was always nice comes and like captures her and he's not that nice and he tries to drink her blood. And it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I feel like it's a it's the creepy Who is that guy? I don't, think, I I don't remember his I name. Like a but Duke? I remember the ascended showed up everyone was fighting the ascended with the guards and stuff like that. And she was fighting them as well. And they were about to kill a child. So I think she willingly left with them. Or am I confusing that with another book? Anyhow, it's feeling right. But again, you may be confusing it. I'm not sure. You know, sometimes those little sacrificing moments of the female lead characters blend between the books. It happens a lot. Unfortunately. It's true. It's true. 
So they're moving on with their journey. Cass, well, she gets kidnapped. Cass goes and saves her. Of course. Really hot. Again. Awesome. Side point. I like the name Hawk better than Castile. Am I the only one? I like the name Cass. I like Cass better than Castile. I like mm-hmm. Hawk better than Castile. I guess in both ways. I can go Hawk and a Cass. Yeah. It took me a while to like stop calling him Hawk during the first, the second book, because I was always like, oh, Hawk. And I think Poppy was struggling with that as well, because immediately after they made their deal, she was like, okay, this is Castile. He's no longer my Hawk. That is a completely different person. Meanwhile, he's trying to convince her that I'm still the same person and I still have the hots for you. And I still am the only person that can pleasure you the way that I can pleasure you, basically. So what more could you ask for? Exactly. At the end of the book, we're just going to skip ahead here because there's a lot of traveling happening, a lot of like her learning, her going through her emotions, going back and forth. At the end of the book, they end up getting married. And the marriage is blessed by, by Dose, who is in the, a weird way, who is the king of the gods. Yep. And reading that part, because I remember reading it thinking, is this a good thing? Because the sky gets really dark. I think when they cut their hands, a big tree comes out and everyone's like, oh. There's a lot I remember of gasping emotions felt at that happening. So And so I was confused, like, is this good or bad? I think you're a little unclear at this point. Like And this, initially she was immediately like, Oh God. And then Jasper, who is Kieran's dad, and also the person that married him because he's one of the elders in the council of Atlantia, was like, No, this is a blessing from Nitos the gods himself king of gods and i have not seen a display this large i guess Cass had always heard that when his parents got married they also had the same display and his dad had talked about it all the time because he was so proud of this moment like their union was blessed by the gods well Cass and poppy's union was blessed even more i guess in a way like their approval of the marriage was 100 percent. forgot to tell you before they got married they realize that they love each other and they want to be together and actually marry each other for who they are, not just their motives to get back their brothers from the queen. Very important. Well, guys, that concludes our fantastic recap of the first two books from the Blood and Ash series. Stay tuned for part two, part two B, where we go into a recap of book three. Um, We talk a little bit about the prequel. We get into some fun predictions about book four and a heated but healthy discussion on the joining are you pro are you against we'll see where we all stand after this join us next time on our next week's episode